Edwards, right side. Yes! Touchdown! And a dagger! Looks, he hits, throws the right yes! side. Yes! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Today Entitled Talent Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by my good friend Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. And we are coming back to you with another episode of the podcast, this time with our instant reactions after the Packers dropped their fourth game of the season to the Denver Broncos this afternoon. There was a lot of bad football on display, but there's certainly a lot to talk about, and we're excited to get into it. Braun, how are you? How was that game for you? Man, what a blast to be a part of a win like that. Obviously, I'm kidding. What a nightmare. I mean, we suck. We truly suck. That was a loss to a team that we should have beaten. I think it's official now that we do suck. Yeah, we suck, sadly. I mean, the defense found its way to suck. The offense continued to suck in the first half and then got a little better in the second half. But the problem is is that the Denver Broncos were and still are the worst defense in the NFL statistically. Running the ball, you can do it all over them, and other teams have. And we ran the ball well in the second half at, at a lot of times, but just terrible all-around performance. And then the worst part of it was the fact that we are coming off a bye, and it looked entirely the same on offense in the first half as what we've been doing for the past several weeks where we come out and we can't get anything going and we can't do the simple stuff and the play calling's bad and the scripted plays are terrible and it's just a bunch of garbage. So I'm just unhappy with the outcome, unhappy with the direction of the team, and unhappy in my own general life at this point due to this franchise. Thank you, Griff. (laughs) Wow. You see, I'm not as affected I mean, the Packers currently hold the number seven overall pick in the draft. So, you know, this is a rebuilding year. This is an evaluation year. I am not. I can't wait to get another H back, Josiah DeGuara, in round one, pick seven. There are certain guys who are, you know, maybe we'll take a good punter. (laughs) There are certain guys who are going to be on the hot seat at some point if the team continues in the trajectory that they're currently on, because this is terrible football. And I know there are a million excuses for that. Some valid um, about the injuries, the youth of the team, all of that. But at the end of the day, the Packers suck every single week. They suck. And I have never been a part of a team like this. And I think that it's been difficult for a lot of fans and definitely for some people in the front office in Green Bay. I can only imagine because... Their jobs are on the line with this whole this whole direction of the team. This is supposed to be a very quick turnaround where maybe you get one year where it's bad and then it has to be good, but the building block pieces do not appear to be there at this point. And it's difficult to feel like you can rebuild a team that's already so young. It's not like they have a bunch of veterans that they're going to want to offload or guys that really shouldn't be playing. They got rid of the guys they didn't want. Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis, those are the guys that they kind of didn't bring back. Or Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers, all these guys, they're not a part of the team anymore. Everybody that's on the team is somebody they think could be a part of the future and a part of why the reason they win moving forward. But it looks like it's going to be difficult to win with this group of guys that they've chosen. So a lot has to be done, but I don't know what they can do because they are 
certainly they don't have tons of cash flow, you know, with with everything that they've done to move on from their their greatest player ever. And I don't think they're going to give up on Jordan Love after this season, regardless of how it goes. Like, even if he continues to play bad or if he whatever. I mean, it's I don't know. We'll talk about Jordan in a minute, I guess. But I don't think it's time now to have the conversations about the quarterback position years into the future. I don't think we're at that point yet. It is only week seven. But the most disheartening thing about this whole thing, including the quarterback, is the fact that they have not been getting better, not even marginally. In fact, they have been getting worse every single week on offense. Ever since the fourth quarter performance in Atlanta week two, the Packers offense has been a total disaster. Ugly, can't move the ball, can hardly score points. They've been terrible. In the first half against New Orleans, we were shut out 17-0, and we came back in the second half with some 50-50 balls, some good play from Jordan and the receivers. And then week four against Detroit, what's the score at halftime? 27-3? Nothing working for the Packers in the first half of that game. Week five, they get the extended break in Las Vegas on Monday night, coming off of the mini-bye, and they score three points in the first half against the Raiders. And then... After a full bye week in Denver, they score zero points in the first half against the Broncos. They are not getting better. The quarterback and the head coach keep saying that they're going to work on the things that they can control and get better where they need to, but that's not happening. Everything is getting worse. I mean, I just think about, I I thought there were like five really solid throws from Jordan today. Not like exactly five, but I can probably count about five times where I said that was a really good throw, and, you know, a couple of them were incomplete, uh, some of them were completed, but, I mean, it's just, nothing's really working, and I don't know how much of it has to do with Jordan, but it certainly has some of it, you know, that's certainly part of the equation, him not making enough talented throws, or enough proper throws, or accurate, making a lot of bad decisions, and not putting the ball in the right spot, nothing looked easy today, even the touchdowns they scored, the one to Romeo, they were saying on the broadcast that it should have been called an interception. And then the other one that ended up also going to Romeo, but ended up in Jaden Reed's hands. Obviously, that doesn't look easy, and that's not a, that's not a pure touchdown. And of course, that has nothing to do with Jordan, considering it bounced off Romeo's hands. But the entire offense in general just looks difficult. Nothing flows. The play calling is clunky or stupid, entirely dumb. The, the or guys are running routes into the same space, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed on third down. Mistakes everywhere on every play. Yes, and there, I think there's like a disconnect truly between Jordan and Matt, where Matt kind of sees Jordan as an extension of himself on the field, or at least that's how he sees it, how it should be at, at that position. And Jordan is not making some of the decisions that I think LaFleur would make in those moments. And that's a problem. I think it's, I think it's more of Matt is telling Jordan what to do on the play. And Jordan is just kind of sticking to it. Jordan feels like a one read quarterback right now. Well, that's, I was just going to say that's the other part of it. It's either that, or it's what you just said, which we've talked about at length, Griff. It's, it's a lot of just like Jordan is a, a kindergarten quarterback I've called him multiple times just due to the fact that he's being told to do something from the schematic standpoint and it's one read 
or basically dirt it. Like it's it's really very simple concepts. The stuff that they run is very simple, or the decisions are you know they're not extended past the design of the play call, which is very it's very simple stuff. I mean that's the kind of things you ask quarterbacks at the college level to do that are not very seasoned. It's also what you see out of quarterbacks like Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo and Nick Mullins in the same branch and family of offense. That's what I think of when you mention kindergarten quarterback because I can picture in my head Jared Goff in 2018-19 playing for the Rams and before the play clock hits 15 seconds just staring at the sideline waiting to hear what McVay has to tell him. You know, that's what I think of. And when we drafted Jordan Love in 2020, there were a lot of people who said that, you know, Rodgers maybe kind of gives LaFleur the heebie-jeebies with all the outside of structure stuff, and maybe he wants a quarterback who he can mold into playing his system. And that's something that people said all offseason, too. A lot of people talked about how this is going to be the real Matt LaFleur offense, you know, correctly or not, people were talking about this, and now we have to identify what the problem is. Is it the quarterback or is it the offense? Because Jordan looks like I a think one it's both. quarterback. It probably is both. And I, I would say it is both. It just doesn't feel like Jordan is reading the plays sometimes. Sometimes he just hits his back foot and hits the check down. It's like, why? Like this, this is an actual play. You know, this isn't a screen play. You have a, a actual progression to work through here. But, you know, I haven't seen the all 22 yet, but a lot today against Denver He's just getting the ball out to the flat immediately. And maybe that's something that he's been told from LaFleur on that specific play. Maybe it has to do with the offensive line and the pass protection and just the, you know, the desire to get the ball out quickly. I'm sure that's part of what it is, but it doesn't produce productive offense. And we know that. Well, right, Griffin, as I mentioned, like a little bit earlier, I I feel like part of that too is when LaFleur does want him to make some quick decision or quick read, a lot of the times I feel like he falls out of whatever LaFleur wants to do as well because there, there's there's a desire from Matt in a lot of situations where he feels like, oh, maybe Jordan should have done this or should have done that. And, you know, that's been the case multiple times. Even on that last play where he threw the interception, Matt was talking about how he wanted to see it probably cut in half a little bit, whether that was hit the check down or whatever the case was. Instead of trying to get all of those 20 yards on that one play, probably try to get something a little more manageable. On the third and 20. Yeah, on that final third and 20 where they where the pick was thrown. So I, it's just, I think there's a total disconnect, and I don't think these two complement each other very well from a play caller and quarterback standpoint because I think they're very similar in their respective lines of work, and there's not much room for playmaking and, and creating a superstar-level caliber quarterback because it's all just very basic and 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 they make it look very difficult even though it's all it's so safe everything they do is so safe and dumb it's hard to I, I, it's just so silly like everything they do it's hard to even describe it but all i know is that it looks hard when it shouldn't be this hard because everything they're doing is so safe and easy i can remember a fourth and one in the second half which is you know a standard lafleur staple play play action rollout to Ben Sims, of all people, the tight end, in the flat, on fourth and one. Love hits him. It's caught. It's a first down. It was a gain of two yards. <laughs> that is the the picture-perfect play 
of what this offense is right now. They're going to gain two yards on fourth and one sometimes, and it's never going to look easy. And that's just where we are right now, given the youth, given the you know talent um, construction of this roster. That's just where we are. The worst part of this this entire game was this the end of the half, just to sum it all up and tie everything that we've been talking about all together with the way that this team operates. They played the most uncomplimentary football they've played all year, where the offense has a decent enough drive to get in field position with penalties and other things, clunky Jordan Love runs and whatever the case is. I think A.J. Dillon either had a run or a catch that went for a decent decent gain, and they got into a semblance of field goal range, and then they missed the kick, and then the defense just lets everything up, including a big Russell Wilson run, and now all of a sudden we think it's going to be 6-3 at half, and it's 9 nothing, Denver at half. And just that's hard to come back from when you do something like that that costs you a total of six points when there was only six points in the game to begin with. That's just a a tough pill to swallow, and it's the most uncomplimentary football we've played all year. The offense gets its first chance to score in the game, then the special teams messes that up, and then the defense messes it up even more to give the other offense points. They're just a bad team right now, and I'm ready to embrace the rebuild. The question for me is whether Jordan Love is going to be a part of that, because it's enticing being a rebuilding team. You know, I'm open to being a rebuilding team, a young team that's not going to compete for Super Bowls right now, but it's not as exciting when there are this many question marks at the quarterback position and, quite frankly, the head coach position. I like LaFleur, but let's be honest, if things continue the way they're headed, he is definitely going to be on the hot seat moving forward. If you would like to share your take and uh, let us know whether you think Jordan Love should be around long-term. Same goes for Matt LaFleur. You can do so by emailing us at todayintitletown at gmail.com or calling the phone number 920-412-7997. You can call that number and leave a voicemail to potentially get featured on the show. If you're looking for voicemails today, well, they are not uh, in this episode because we are recording this on game day. But there will be an episode out later this week containing all of the... Um, voicemails and upset reactions. I'm assuming they're going to be many upset reactions after this game. So send in your takes to potentially get featured on the next episode of this show. I don't know about moving on from Jordan. I mean, I just don't think that they will be doing... I, I, they're not going to. I, this, they've already rebuilt. This is the rebuild. They're not going to rebuild the rebuild. They've got all youth. Everything they have is youth. Like I mentioned, they've they've already done that with the veterans. They've gotten rid of those guys. So it's all youth, and I just love is going to be here. He's he's here this year, and he's probably I would say almost a hundred percent going to be the starter next year, regardless of what draft pick they finish with. I I just don't see them. They trust him, and they trust Matt, and Gutekunst trusts Matt, and Mark Murphy trusts Gutekunst. And Jordan trusts Matt. I don't know. I mean, it's all, they just all believe in each other. And the only thing that's going to change anything is when Mark Murphy is, you know, forced to retire. That's when maybe something could change at the GM spot. And then, of course, that would probably lead to a conversation about the head coach. And then quarterback gets involved. So those things are coming, I think, if we, if we don't, play much better those things are definitely coming 
but not this year and not next year either. So it's hard to even want to put my mind in that framework of thinking about replacements for anybody but possibly defensive coordinator because those things just are not in the the foreseeable future for this franchise. Given the team's current salary cap situation, it's it's not like they're ready to, you know, go on go on a spending spree next offseason and um compete in 2024. It looks like there's still going to be at least another year attached to this really hard period to be a fan of. Well, I mean, maybe who knows what could happen, Griff. Maybe they're better in a year. Maybe they're better in two weeks. We don't know. It's just right now, it's hard to project so far ahead into the future. But what sucks is that Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback anymore. And it was going to be difficult. It wasn't going to be ever ridiculously easy unless things were, you know, lightning in a bottle with Jordan. Obviously, that's not the case. It's still... I think the the least you can say, I think, is that things are not going to plan. Because I think the plan was, for right now, for Jordan to be a, a better quarterback than he is. Well, of I think course. He sat for very... three years for what? I mean, it's like, what did he sit and for if, if he was going to struggle if, as much? If the brass in Green Bay are not concerned about his play so far this year then I don't understand what the point was of drafting him in the first place. Because draft and develop makes no sense when he sits for three years and he still needs more reps in order to knock the rust off. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it's not knocking the rust. I know you don't mean like that exactly, but it's like getting into as a starter, but being able to do those things like a, and just getting those starter reps. I mean, the, there's some truth to that. But Mahomes, what did I don't know what this is a dumb comparison, but I'm you know I'm just gonna use it. The the Mahomes, he came in and played that week whatever game, that final game of the year, in his I guess it was his rookie season. It was and his rookie year. Yeah, he what did he have like three touchdowns, no interceptions or something like that, and I mean and we haven't. And then the next year, he's like a top player in in the league in terms of his ability to throw the football, and he's making plays and all this and that. And now he's won two Super Bowls already, and as a quarterback of his football team. So I, th- those are th- dumb comparison. But you would want Jordan, considering that he sat, to now feel like he could play at a high level and make all these ridiculous throws and make plays with his legs and get out of the pocket and make off-angle throws and hit guys that aren't open. He isn't making enough. Like sadly, he's not Aaron, and he is. He looks like he can play like Aaron a little bit, or he tries to play like Aaron. It looks like he picked up some of his footwork at times, or whatever the case is. Yeah, the bad footwork. Are there throws that he makes where I'm like, that's a good throw? Of course, we've seen that. But there's never really throws that he makes like we saw from Aaron in a very early stage of his career. I always think back to that throw to Corey Hall against the Vikings in the end zone, that one of his best throws of his career. His first in, career in that, start. That one game, that first start, and you just, you, even though maybe he struggles, you see that and you're like, wow, like if he can throw the ball like that, the rest of it will work itself out. You see those few throws from Jordan every once in a while that are like impressive enough, but you don't ever see like truly special, special stuff that you would want to see if we're trying to do the same thing we did with Aaron. That's the whole thing. You have to compare the the process at least 
The process and the results are much different. Although I like where Jordan is at at times, it isn't enough to be happy or content with where we're at. No, it's not. And I have serious questions about his um, his future in Green Bay, quite honestly. Just the, the early returns, the vibes have not been there for me with Jordan. And I think I've made that <laughs> a little clear. If that angers you, if you disagree with that, please, please send in your take to the show. Email us, todayintitlesound at gmail.com. Phone number, 920-412-7997. But what, people tell me that Jordan has so much potential, you know. Like, I, of course, I, I posted that clip of me saying that I think his ceiling is Kirk Cousins. And by that, I mean that type of quarterback, the game manager type of quarterback, if you will. And people say, bro, you're crazy. Jordan has so much potential. Does he, though? Like, what are his traits that are actually, like, exceptional and really promising? He doesn't really have that big of an arm. He's an athlete, but not a super dynamic athlete. I don't know what it is that that people see potential in. To me, I see a longtime backup quarterback. And that hurts me to say because I feel bad. But that's just the vibes I get from him. He looks like a backup quarterback. And that's okay for him personally. It's not okay for the Packers. I was uh, I, I was telling you, Griff, and I, I'll say this now, that I remember when in 2017 when Rodgers went down and we kind of needed Brett Hundley to hold down the fort hoping Aaron could come back from that broken collarbone. I mean, we won, I think we went three and four or something like that in the games that Brett played. And I just remember thinking that he was like a solid quarterback. And it kind of reminds me of how I feel about Jordan because they're, and and I I just, I don't know. I want to root for him and I want him to do well and I want him to succeed. So I'm, I, it's, but there's just, there's some good. Like, Brett Hundley was one of the best quarterbacks every preseason, if not the best preseason quarterback for, like, a stretch of years. And he's now our starter, and we're able to, like, win games with him as the quarterback. So you want to rationalize how he's playing, and you can rationalize how he's playing. And the same thing goes for Jordan now. We won two games. The first game was very good. But, like, it's never been Jordan did this entire game, and it was incredibly impressive, and he was slinging it all over the field and hitting guys that weren't open and all this stuff. It's never like that, and it was never like that with Brett Hundley. And you win three games with him as the quarterback, and you feel like you can make sense of it. And you win two games with Jordan Love, and you're in competitive games with these other teams, and you feel like it's going to work, and it is working. And eventually, the more you see it like this, the more you just start to feel like, man, then you see Aaron play, and you're like, now I remember what it's like to have elite quarterback play. And it's been a while since we've seen Aaron in Green Bay, obviously. And all I know is that I feel like what I felt back then, trying to make it like Brett Hundley was good enough to win us games at quarterback, and that was never going to be the case. And Jordan is reminding me of Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley is really a metaphor for any quarterback that's not going to be elite. And it just feels like it just feels like you can get by and you can win enough games and he can be good enough. But enough is not enough. We need more than enough. That was quite poetic. But we do. We really need yep. we need elite. We are the Green Bay Packers. We are Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. 
we cannot settle for anything less, and that should be the standard as the organization goes. So for that reason, I'm out. I am out on Jordan Love, but we have to also just enjoy the the fact that he is going to be the quarterback for the foreseeable future. So it's a balance that we must share, but I would like to see more. The door is not... 100% 100% shut. There is still, you know, a small percent chance that he does turn out to be, you know, in two years down the line, maybe he is an elite quarterback. No, I don't I'm see that happening. Joking. I was just joking when I say, like, I'm out. But, like, also, I want to see, like, we need more. I need, like, I need a game. For, this was the game. We need to win. Like, I, how do we not win this football game? The, the Broncos, with their flailing head coach and their flailing quarterback and their terrible worst defense in the league, we just lost to them. They're one in five. They got seventy points scored on them by the Dolphins, who just <laughs> lost tonight. It's not all that ridiculous to say that we should win that football game if we're going to be no, anything close to a franchise. Should have win- we should have won that game. We should have beaten the Raiders, or should have we? Because the Bears just like beat the suck. Raiders with a guy named Bajent at quarterback, who I've never heard of. It looks like we're just a bad team and that maybe we are in the same tier as teams like the Raiders and Broncos. And Bears and and, and all Bears these other teams. <laughs> we beat the Bears, bad, but that man. was it. I mean, we haven't beaten any of these other teams And I know the bad. injuries have been bad, but the, for the most part, the most I, major we've had injuries much have worse. been on this defense. Is a, this is not an injury for me. We've had much worse years with injuries. This is nothing. We've literally, I mean, it's really Most nothing. Most of the injuries are on defense. The offense, other than a couple spots on the O-line here well, and there. Well, Aaron David Jones, mainly. Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins. All those guys played a long today, list. except Bakhtiari. There's a list, certainly, but we've had much worse than this, I feel like. I'm not, this doesn't phase me, and none of these have been season-ending other than David. So I'm not totally worried and about the injuries. The injuries are farther from my mind when I'm thinking about the way that this team operates because the on-field product is just as bad as it's been in several years. I'm looking forward to the rebuild. I'm looking forward to the This is the rebuild, Griff. Wake up. I know. I'm looking forward to the process, and I like the evaluation part of it. I, I like hate identifying it players I hate it. that I like. I hate it. It's not fun. That? And that I, I'm going to say this. Like, this time of year, dude, we're usually... This is the peak of our lives. Football season, late October... You know, week seven, week eight. Let me do a little flashback to two years ago, 2021. We beat the Commanders at home with Rodgers at quarterback week seven. We were wearing our our new, brand new throwback uniforms for the first time, the Green Bay Classics. What a game that was. Three years ago, 2020, we beat the Texans, blew them out. Devontae had 200 yards. Oh, I, I miss those days. I've, oh I'm not gosh, used to this. These guys aren't even when in I our say, team anymore. I, I've never been a part of a team like this. I mean it. The last time we were actually a losing team with no hope for the playoffs was 2018. And we didn't know that until about week 12 or 13 that the Packers were going to be bad and miss the playoffs that year. And I remember those last few games of 2018. Was It, it stuck in my mind because it was so unique. And up until that point, I didn't know what it was like to be out of the playoffs, eliminated before the end of the season, and just watching for nothing beyond evaluation. And it feels like, again, we're not technically eliminated from the playoffs. Things could change in the matter of a few weeks. But it feels like that that's where we are right now, where this team isn't going to be competing, and we're already just, it's almost mock draft season, Braun. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Well, I will say, I I feel like Brian Gutekunst drafted Jair Alexander, and then he bought Preston Smith, and he got Zadarius Smith, and he paid all that money for Adrian Amos and Bill Turner, and then drafted Jordan Love and has done nothing for us, being Aaron Rodgers fans, wanting him to be the quarterback for several years and loving him as the quarterback of this franchise. He just basically ended our hopes from that point after those those the draft pick and then getting those players in free agency. He single-handedly did an, an, an incredible job of hurting our chances to win by doing the things that he did in large part drafting Jordan Love, not drafting wide receivers in early rounds, not drafting receivers in entire drafts, not trading for receivers, not signing receivers, not hiring the right coach. There are a lot of things that were not done, that were done, and we did not win a championship with Aaron Rodgers in the Gutekunst tenure. And I am just sick to my stomach about the way that things ended there. And now you see what we're headed with and what has been the process so far. And there's an understanding that there's going to be some down years after you move on from a player like that. But also, there is no guarantees anymore. The future is entirely uncertain. And you don't have Aaron Rodgers to lean on. You don't even have Jordan Love to lean on because he hasn't shown you anything that provides you with the security of a long-term future of winning. You hope about that, and you we've even had hope this year after a game or two, but things have just consistently been bad longer than they were ever good, and it's a concern. It gives you a lot less hope than you feel like you need to be comfortable with the way that this team is operating from top to bottom. So it's just tough. It sucks. And I'm very upset about what has happened to my beautiful team over the last five years or so. Yeah, it's not fun, and this is definitely foreign territory for both you and I, Bron. Um, the last thing I'll say about Jordan is this. I'll repeat what I said in November of 2021, the first time we saw him play in you know the regular season in the NFL, and that is that his best throws look like something that Marcus Mariota could complete. His worst throws are some of the worst plays that you'll see in a given year, and his best throws are not that great. That's that's my hold up with Jordan Love. And that's what I've been saying since day one. And it looks to me that that is still true as of right now. And again, if that angers you, you can call into the show and let your voice be heard. I'm going to quickly um, add to that and say that I feel like Jordan's best throws are routine throws for Aaron. And that's what we've seen so far. We haven't seen the Aaron top-tier throw, and I'm not saying we need to see that every week, five times, ten times a game, but it's just we haven't seen a single ball that I felt was, like, elite, elite, top-tier right, throw. Yeah. Like, he's made—he has, like, seven or eight big-time throws on the air, but— He had a couple that, He had a those, couple in this game. He had a couple this just today in this football game that I was like, those are good throws, but that's a throw that— I think back to watching Aaron Rodgers every week and seeing these throws made from him, in a, and they were routine, and nobody looked at it twice. And these are throws that everybody's hoping gets them excited about a possible future. And I, I think about what Aaron used to do, and 
and I know it's not enough. And like I said earlier, we need more than enough, and we don't have it right now. You're right, because there is just a lot of bad football being played everywhere. Um, to touch on the defense just before we get out of here, I thought they played fine today. They gave up 19 points. They gave up quite a few yards on the ground, an average of 5.8 from Denver on the ground versus Green Bay. Bad um, tackling conti- game for us. Yeah, bad tackling. Just more of the same that we've seen. Now, I think I think the injuries do have an effect on the defense. There's a lot of backups in there right now. Carrington Valentine is starting the game, and he's getting picked on by Russell Wilson um, I think no the Devon injuries Ray. have definitely right McDuffie being in there. Uh, the injuries have definitely affected the Packers defense, but nonetheless, I thought they played well. Joe Barry didn't, you know, he didn't piss me off in any major way today. A few minor things, but not in any major way. And that's all you can ask for the defense. The defense is the least of our worries right now. I think that they are. Um, when we're playing teams like the Broncos and the Raiders, and we're holding them to under twenty points. I think the the pack the offense needs to be able to win that game. So I think the defense is the least of our worries right now. If you uh if you have any particular takes or questions about the defense, maybe we'll get more into that on the next show. But I don't have much to say about them. Well, Griff, the good news is we have a lot more to say later in the week on our Packers therapy session that we have to continue to do week in and week out at this point. Uh, we'll be back later in the week, Griff, and I guess we'll close this thing out. Yep, that sounds good. This was fun, Bron. This is what we're going to try and do from now on. We're going to do game day, instant reaction, post-game pods. Get that out Monday morning. And then in the middle of the week, if the Packers keep losing, which it looks like they're going to, um, we'll we'll keep doing these voicemail episodes. Um, but yeah, that's it for today. So thanks so much for listening. And all I can say is that I am I'm on board for the rebuild. This is my team. And I'm going to be here on the other side of whatever this is. All right, go pack, go.